official or something like that? Go ahead. Yep. That's exactly who it was. LA Gear was the only one. And then it was it was like a limited thing because at the time they didn't know how to do those types of collaborations. I didn't even know he did that. I remember that yeah, shit. Yeah, I think he said a few designers actually tried to remake them not too long ago. Mm. I know LA so, Gear trying to roll back, roll out some of their retro shit. I, I'm like, good luck with that. I mean, they shit used to be bulky. Hey, who is LA <laughs> Gear on? They're they not owned by like a Reebok or nothing like that, are they? No. I have no idea. When I I always be doing like my little research and shit like that on sneaker brands and stuff like that. I be watching documentaries and all that shit. LA Gear ain't that they don't they don't go that far back. They were right. they was like you know what I'm saying just an independent kind of like British Knight was when they was out. Yeah, um, I think my man said they ain't last that long. They was out the door by like '89 or something like that. Yeah, I British Knight have a long run, but when they hit, they hit heavy. That's how the sneaker game was like 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 that back in the '80s anyway though. Man, niggas was wearing down there anything. You know what I'm saying? As long as that shit look good on your feet and if you go with your fit. You know what I'm saying? Niggas get married. Seemed that's, like. why, that's why Deodora blew up. Hell yeah. Deodora is a, a tennis brand. You know what I'm saying? Nigga found a flashy way to rock them. Yep, and everybody Nigga wanted to do the same shit. Niggas scared to do that nowadays, bro. Everybody Nigga. doing the same shit. That's why, Nigga, like right now, the, the whole thing is a retro game as, as far as like, if only way I'm going to wear some weird shit is if it's old. As opposed to like stepping outside of what you see and just wear some shit that look good on you. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a lot of people that do that. They just don't get no cool points. So we don't pay attention to it. I got a cousin right now who don't care what type of shoes he put on. I'll be having a lot to the man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, them raw cuz though. <laughs> like hey, for real. It's, it's a lot of niggas out here who actually don't care what people think. They just think, ain't considered fly. So I think we live in an abundance culture too, though. So it's like a lot of what we see. Thanks. It's really uh, contingent on like what you consider to be growth. So if it's financial growth, of course you're gonna wear some some Balenciagas or some shit like that. If that's what the mentality you're trying to portray, you know what I'm saying? Them shits be looking trash though. Hey, it's niggas walking around here in the wildest designer shit, bro. And it's uh, like it's, it's the yeah. brand. It ain't even about what what the shoe is. It's just about the fucking label. It's the cool that's, points that come along with it. I that's think that's it. the thing with most shoes though. Like with most gym shoes, it's always been like a a fashion thing as well as a sports thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, nowadays, the basketball shoes ain't really fashionable, but, you know what I'm saying? People always try to, like, swag their sneakers out. They ain't just play basketball in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I will I say this, though. Mike, Mike, MJ, Mike Jordan did have a vision, though. He did say, I want my shoes to be worn not only on the basketball court, but in, uh, uh, in, in, in business rooms and everything else. And that's... That shit is happening. But he also yeah. had the blessing of having a tinker working on his shit. He could have had fucking Joe Schmo from fucking Albuquerque working on his shit. You dig what I'm saying? He had a tinker. So, dude had vision. But they said Mike initially wanted to go with Adidas. I wonder how that would have played out. Like D Rose Adidas? <laughs> oh yeah, so bogus for that. Hey, man. For real. Even even Kanye ain't letting Adidas have no say in how his shoes come out, bro. He got his own team. Hey, he day. brought them back to life, bro. Hey, for he real, definitely he did. did. He, <laughs> he definitely did, bro. And the crazy thing about it, like, and it all funnels back to him though. That's what's crazy. He brought them back to life, put their name and their brand out there. Now they got collabs with Pharrell and all these other motherfuckers. But yeah. his shit go to him. Yeah, but that he put that in the package, uh, the royalties and intellectual property. Because remember, yeah. Adidas, uh, not Adidas, but Nike fucked them over with the with the Yeezys and everything. 
what he said was is he he wants his own manufacturer so what he i'm thinking his deal is strictly manufacturing through adidas and all adidas want to do is be, be able to put their label on it yeah because yeah. I, I don't when you when you go out and buy what 120 acres of land or some shit and you own what what do you say i own like acres of land and sheep i let you know he up to he up to something you know what i mean he got a he got a bigger plan absolutely Absolutely. And y'all been seeing the stuff online about uh, him possibly trying to collab with Mike. Yeah, I, I read a little bit about it, but I don't know how deep that go. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't um, hear anything. I think it's interesting how he can go from brand to brand. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of these designers are doing. So if he actually can pull off, you know, something with Nike again, while he still got Adidas popping like that, right. I think that'll say something really big for the brand because a lot a lot of people can't do that. You know what I mean? They sign them contracts and they be stuck in them contracts. Definitely. Yeah, but it, it, listen to him lately, man. He's been saying shit like, uh, we suffer from a lack of knowledge. We don't read. We don't We don't look over things and everything like that. And he put himself in a per- perfect position. Kanye a free spirit, man. Like, he, think, letting, he letting y'all know he don't bow to what everybody else is doing. I think just based on what I've seen, I think it all comes down to, like, he's not afraid to make the mistakes so somebody else behind him can learn from it. Like a lot of people want to look perfect in front of everybody. They want to do it right the first time in front of everybody and kind of make it look like what they what they experienced in life is an anomaly. It's like you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get another one than me. But Kanye ain't saying that. He's saying, look, it's a lot of motherfuckers behind me who look and, and view look at and view the world the way I do, and they just don't know how to crack, get through. He said, nigga, everything I set my mind to and put the effort into, win or lose, I'm I'm gonna do that shit. That's always been his mentality. He he embarrass himself in front of the world just so a motherfucker who need that motivation. just to get the win. But it's always about the win and then look, a loss ain't really a loss unless you can't bounce if you can't bounce back from it. Like right. it's not a failure right. to him. It's a, just a lesson to to Ye. Ye don't care about that shit, man. Ye, look, you got an been, mindset. Look how long he been trying to break through with Louis Vuitton and all this shit, and he went on sway, and you know what? What, what was the phrase that everybody was using for years? How sway? You don't know all the answers. You don't got all the answers, sway. How sway? And hey, you, you know see, he mean? figured that shit out though, right? Yep. At some point in time, Kanye gonna figure that shit out, man. Y'all screwed me over all here. He I'm gonna go over here. To look behind the curtain. That's, that's it. There's time enough to look behind the curtain. He'll figure the rest out. And, and, and I think that's interesting though, man, because like a lot of motherfuckers. A lot of motherfuckers don't, they so, they, they, I guess they, they live the fear that's passed down to them from, you know what I'm saying, their parents or whoever the fuck. So they kind of like marginalize themselves in decision making. It's like they're going to take the easiest route, the most, the safest route, go with the safest bet, challenge themselves most minimum because they don't want to take the emotional damage and all this old shit. You know what I'm saying? When you live your life like that, you're going to be average Joe Schmo for the rest of your life. And, you gonna have you gonna you gonna have access to average motherfuckers who can't who can't see your vision if you if you be fortunate enough to have one, you know what I'm saying? So you really just gonna be you just gonna be on social media just sharing your fucking personal opinion and your views with motherfuckers who, who really ain't trying to read all them words. They just want something to laugh at. Yep, man, man. you're 100 right. Troll and get you way further than knowledge on social media. Man, so I like someone once told me once someone once told me years ago, uh, little faith. Little reward, great yeah. faith, great reward. It just depends on what right. you really uh, put into it. High risk, no, high risk, high reward. Little risk, low reward. So it's all about what you put into it. I look at it like a video game, dude. When you got to exchange shit out of your inventory so you can progress through the shit. 
when you got to fucking, you got to pay points towards your, your growth in the game. You dig what I'm saying? Your HP and all of those shit. It's like that in life, man. Sometimes you just got to shed that skin. Like, all right, that shit got to, it, it fucked with me when I was a kid, but I learned something from it. Let me move on and kind of like take bigger risks and challenge myself. Yeah, let me let keep me on challenging up. myself. You know what I'm saying? Because if you think about it, you don't get no gains at the gym without no pain. You dig know what I'm saying? Pain just weakness leaving the body, man. Yeah, those lessons learned, man. Yeah. Motherfuckers be like, that's why motherfuckers be in toxic has relationships for them same very reasons. Cause that pain is more familiar than, than some new pain. Go through some shit. You gotta, you gotta take it on, man. That's the only way you're gonna progress. That's what all this shit is about. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition episode of Full Profits Podcast. Today's guest is my man Santana. What's up? What's up? What's up, people? What's going on, my guy? So, so let's get right into it with you. What made you start this www.rapcapandkicks.com? Well, for one, um, I started out with working with Stack of Star and working with datwave.com probably a couple of years ago. And it just seemed like a lane a lot of people wasn't really occupying at the time. So working with them for a while, I ended up coming up with my own brand. And what I really wanted to do with my brand was create something that artists like ourselves could actually fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Most artists don't like being on media websites because most of the time they're reporting some bullshit. But I wanted my brand to really focus on the music and the fashion. You know what I'm saying? That That's really part of our culture. Yeah, because that's what we do, right? Everything for us is uh, culture. You know, art, music, and everything. Like, don't get me wrong. I ain't going to lie. Like, we won't report some shit that all the major outlets are reporting, but we ain't trying to break no stories, though. You know what I'm saying? We really just trying to give you the new music and mainly the new sneakers that's dropping. That's dope. That's yeah, because from, from time to time, I, I see the posts and some of the stuff that you put, and I was like, oh, this is, it's not the necessary, the, the most trending shit, but it's, you know, it's, it's up and coming things or things to look out for. Right. And it's pretty unique. And I was like, because I, 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 there are people that I do follow that are like uh, uh, the fashion geeks and things like that, uh, the boutique places and stuff like that. But right. I don't see some of the stuff that you post on their sites. And I was like, okay, he he figured he, he he's carving out his lane and he knows what it is that he's trying to do. I got a brand, you feel me? And like I say, it's pretty much all centered around our culture. Most of the things that we like to partake in, we can't find them all in one spot if it ain't surrounded by a bunch of bullshit to go with it. You know what I'm saying? So this was pretty much just me branding, you know what I'm saying? What it is that, you know, we love and we fuck with every day. Rap, cap, and kicks. Right. Uh, and a cap is really meant to be like funny because you know how we say like no rap cap. Yeah. But you know, we also, as black people, deep off into the hats and the baseball caps and all of this other shit. So it all just kind of played in together. Right. It kind of works like a double entendre in it. So exactly. You feel me? How so often? Let me give you a few laughs. Okay. How often do you shoe shop? Uh, I got a shoe shop and addiction. Like, I done had these for so long. These were my first time busting these out. 13 cool. flints. Okay. I got a shoe. I probably got like 30 pairs of shoes. I never touched the ground yet, honestly. Mm. Oh, that sounds like me, man. I don't yep. like stepping in mud and shit. I'm going to clean them as soon as I take them off. 
Yeah, I, I, so I got I got gym shoes and I got you know uh, my dress my dressier shoes and everything like that. But I got I got pairs of shoes. Sometimes I end up giving them away because I don't I don't wear them after a couple of years. And I don't I don't realize that they're sitting around. So I think that's how I'm gonna end up being because I still got shoes. I know I'm a die. <laughs> yeah, you got like Mr. Pers- Drop. I know I'm a double back on. Mm. Have like um. Like personal picks of the week or some shit like that that you decide to go along with, or is it just like something as it as it like come across you that you go ahead and just post about it? Um, we really try to stick to what's really about to drop. You right. know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we'll let you know something surface long before we even have a release date. But for the most part, we you know we don't really dive deep off into customs and that type of shit. We really just letting you know what's about to come out, where you can find it, and how much it's going to cost you. Gotcha. Is it hard for you to uh, get a hold of certain pairs of shoes that come out that are the the more popular brands? Not necessarily because everything got a price tag. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really want that shoe and you're willing to pay for it, it's a platform out here that'll sell it to you. You might pay $1,500 for it, but you can get it if you want it. Yeah, I'm not paying fifteen hundred dollars for nothing. You know, Look, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I think the most I paid was like eight or nine hundred. Really? So what? What? What was it that you got? I ended up buying the fuck. It was a seven hundred Yeezy, the blue and orange one. I cannot remember the actual name of this one. I got it off Goat though. I actually haven't worn them. Oh, I was just about to I'm ask have you to that next. In the, um, I'm going to have to look at my order history to remember the actual name of the colorway, but it's not too many 700 V1s that's blue and orange, so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they was going for like 800. Oh, God. It was like 700, but you know what taxes? It came out to like 8 something. Mm. And I was like, look, you got a problem. <laughs> like, I don't know I, why I wanted them so bad. It wasn't even a real hype around. But how long does a shoe like that I, take I to arrive? It depends if they got the shoe on hand. Like most of the time I pay for um instant shipping. I ain't got time to be waiting for the shoe to come from the seller's house. I actually don't want the shoe from the seller's house. Right. A lot of times, you know, if they don't have the shoe on hand, they selling it on consignment. So somebody will be then sent it to them. They're going to verify it and then they're going to send it to you. I really only like to buy what they got on hand and make me feel a little better. I, I don't know if a nigga had his foot in this one or warm on the hands. inside of the crib. I think I've been pretty good at, you know what I'm saying, knowing that they actually have never been worn because they still be coming like with the tags and like I be smelling them and shit. But every time I buy some shoes to resell, I be thinking, I hope ain't nobody for these. So like I pay way too much money for yeah. somebody to sell me these claiming that they knew and the nigga warm in the house. Like I be looking for all kind of creases <laughs> and shit. Man, it was a motherfucker who bought a pair of uh I forgot Jordan 12s or 13s. It's the matter of fact, it's a shoe that you got on, but it was a original. 13. Yeah, the the original joints, the all black from the playoffs. I asked somebody uh-huh. buy them joints off me right off my feet. He's like, yo, I give you five hundred dollars for them. I was like, what? He's like, I give you five hundred dollars for those shoes. He's like, I've been looking for them, I can't find them. It's like, man, you can have them, bro. I took them off, put on my uh, little loafers, and, and I was like, right, you you got it. I counted the cash up, gave it to him. I'm like, I'm like, it's just a pair of shoes to me, bro. You'll be surprised how much people actually will pay for old shoes. I've actually sold a few pair of old shoes, and I did not think I was going to get that much for them. Like phone posies and, like, maybe, like, the CB94s and, like, 
up tempo sometimes too. Like if you can yeah. keep them in pretty decent shape, because those don't resell. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of niggas like a love to get their hands on them. And some people actually just wear beaters. You mm. know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people who get sneaker collections and they actually wear them for real. And they shoes look all beat up, they tied up all tight and shit. And that's how they like to wear their shit, you know, mm. versus us. I don't even want no dust on my shit. I don't mind a little dust, you know, it's but it's it's if it's when it's a high maintenance shoe, yeah, that motherfucker gonna be locked away somewhere, man. You, you don't even worry about what that black box is, you know. When you see the black box, it just just keep on keep on going. Right. I think like sneaker culture converging with internet culture is a toxic mix, bro. I think because with all these niggas buying up all the shoes, all the drops on with, with the bots and all of those shit, those you can tell like yeah. a lot of these motherfuckers ain't really interested in the culture, but they're trying to cash in on it by having all the inventory. You know what I'm saying? So they capitalizing off of the culture by 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 virtue of just the internet. Yeah. Just just being just trying to play the middleman. They, they ain't had no access to us before this shit, bro. We was out yeah. here getting what we wanted to get when we wanted to get it. How yeah. we wanted to get it yeah. now, now you got you gotta buy them. You know what I'm saying? From some sucker ass nigga that's that's got walking around buying twelve hundred pairs. Boy in Idaho, you know what I'm saying? Who mama mm-hmm. got that bag? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you maxed out yeah, her forty five pairs. Yeah, maxed out her credit card and shit, buying up shoes and shit so he can sell them to the niggas. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? And, and when I be seeing those clips on on, on, on social media of the guy that got like. He got like a minivan full of them. I'm like, man, if it was me and the homies, man, we would just rob you, bro. We'll rob you. What? Why yeah. you got that many pairs of shoes? We will rob your motherfucking ass. Like you playing a I very never dangerous game. The shoe man. man. Even when I was younger, I never liked bad shoes from the oh. shoe man. I had an yeah. uncle who always used to try to buy me shoes from a nigga out of van. And I was always like, nah, I don't, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if these real or not. Them shits be coming from Chinatown, bro. You yeah. feel me? Hell yeah, Mike! Mike be having a gut and shit. He be having a, a loose jersey on on an on emblem and, and everything. Right. You be looking at him, what the fuck are these, bro? Hey, where color be a little off? How old were you when Old Maxwell Street finally shut down? The Old Maxwell Street. Yeah, when Jewtown finally came to a close. You know what? I probably was young as hell. That is definitely not my time. That's what I was about to like, say. Yeah, I, I was a kid. Like yeah, when you real. talk about Jewtown, to me, the only thing I know about Jewtown is that Maxwell's like right there on the side of the motherfucking um, expressway or some shit yeah. like that. That's the area, right? Yeah, that's the area. Yeah, yeah no, nah, I was way too young to be over there when that was popping. I, I just know that because um, I remember when they tried to do a little, a little, a final months of it. It was like it, it looked like some fucking. I don't even know. It looked like a, a white folks block party. <laughs> Which it probably was because they were happy they bought all that real estate. But you know what I'm saying? Back in the day, the shoe man was all up and down through there. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. Over on 63rd and Halsted was the same way, bro. 63rd and Halsted, dude, it was all shopping. <laughs> and upstairs, downstairs, the whole, that was a, that was a, you know, an outdoor mall. That's what it was. Yeah, I remember 63rd and Halsted. I actually used to live on 63rd and Morgan. I remember when they tore that down. Yeah, when I was a shorty, the new King 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 right there. back in the 80s, yeah. it was like niggas go down there, cop their gold chains, the whole little shit down there. Yeah, early 90s, too. All the dope boys was all up and down yeah. through there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ju- the late 90s when I was living over there. Yeah, Jewtown was famous for that shit, going over there shopping. 
Yep. Get get trying to cop it, whatever you could come up on something, you know what I'm saying? Try to make sure it's as, as close to as authentic as it could possibly be. All that mm-hmm. shit, man. They you want you a, you want you some twelves? They'll make you sound right quick. <laughs> <laughs> How much time you got? Yeah, yeah. Come back in an hour. Go go have some lunch. Come back. You come back and get you some twelve <laughs> made custom, <laughs> custom made. The motherfucker still be wet. Ain't even dried yet. <laughs> Start peeling and shit. <laughs> See, in my day, that's 47th Street by the Mexicans. Yeah. That's when you're going to get that type of shit done. Over there by Ashland. Yep. Hell yeah. It's out here, man. It's, it's no different from now. Uh, whoever they going to when they get these North Faces, North Face coats and, uh, and all these other shits, it's, it's the same shit. I know a guy that be trying to sell them motherfuckers for like 40, 50 bucks at a, at, at a time, 60 bucks at a pop. And, and it's cool. Hey, you know, make your money how you make it. But I can't have no shoes like that on my feet. You know what I mean? Like, you can't you can't fake that. Yeah, niggas is way too particular these days. You fuck around and get put on the internet or something. Definitely. Absolutely. You want to be able to hustle on that block no more. So, so yeah. with... With this, with 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 the website that you have, do you try to cross market your music with it as well? I try not to put my music on there just because I feel like it's unprofessional. But like, if I ever got something I feel like that pops on the level of content that I'm trying to cover, then it'll definitely be up. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't want to use it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's its own separate business. And, yeah. You know, Santana De Niro. It's his own separate business. I mean, like, when we do the podcast and shit, you know what I'm saying? It makes it like that, in a sense, but, you know what I'm saying? I try to stay in my lane with certain shit, because I feel like that tarnishes what it is that you're trying to do when you're using it for your own personal game. Okay. Like, I'm in the studio now, you feel me? Yeah, I can hear the music in the background. Yeah, you know, we always working. Yeah. You uh so not even instrumentals, you won't even put instrumentals on your website. You know what? I actually got plans of trying to turn this into a streaming app. And I think I want to start with making a social media platform where producers can interact with each other, like on Facebook, but you can buy their beats and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like now producers be having their websites. I feel like we need a community where you know producers and other artists can come and network with each other and it's just as fun as like being on instagram or being on facebook or some shit we had shit like soundcloud but it don't really feel like social media you know what i'm saying at the end of the day so that's probably where i'm gonna start i'm gonna mm-hmm. start with allowing producers to make a profile on a certain website you know what i'm saying and where you could be able to purchase their beats or download them or whatever and I really want to make the, the platform universal for, you know, engineers, directors, photographers, you know what I'm saying? And you can book. I even need like a OnlyFans feature where you can reach, you know, certain content that's not available for everybody. So, yeah, we've got a lot of shit in the works. That sounds like it's planned out well. Yes, yeah, sir. Like you really thought about it. I know like um, it kind of remind me back uh, early Facebook, late MySpace era, because that's how a lot of people was using MySpace. They was networking. Yeah, selling their music on MySpace. And I think I think with us being much older now, there's a market in the things that went out of style when we was kids. Yep. You feel me? I didn't feel like I could sell posters again because nobody's selling fucking posters. 
That's why people. Oh, we was kids. Everybody games. had posters on their wall. That's why everybody in you the vinyl game is selling cassettes now. You know what I'm saying? People selling cassettes and vinyls now because it's retro. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's exactly. That, that nostalgia. You can sell. You can, it's a collector sell. That's why stickers sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You could do posters. You could, any type of merch is really good to go, especially now because people want to be able to say, "I'm the one that bought that." Yeah, I feel like the '80s and the '90s babies and kids come from the eras that are real collectible items. You know what I'm saying? People was like collecting cars and shit from like back then, and maybe art, but we start collecting like sneakers, uh, sports memorabilia. You know what I'm saying? Like they just bought Averex back out. Yeah. You feel me? That shit was wild as fuck to me to see the Averex coat that I had as a kid. Back out. On Saks Fifth for like seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars because now it's real leather. Yeah, I had the one that motherfucker peeled. I didn't want to put lotion on it because it was peeled and the coats was so cheap back then. But that's something that came from our era and right. it's coming back. That's crazy because it's so just I'm a, really a, just trying to capitalize on that. It was just a year or two that they were saying they was getting they was taking Averix off the market. Sure. I ain't know it was still on Carter's the market. To, to me, back. I thought it came back. Starter actually ain't never went nowhere. It's a website like Culture Kings where they actually still sell a lot of fucking starters. Mm. I'm saying they See, got my old school thing would be like the polo, right? But I wasn't I wasn't really like a starter kid, but I know like that's y'all era. I think that's gonna make a major comeback as well. Yeah. Especially as streetwear is becoming more popular. Would you ever uh, do you want to design your own shoe? Yes and no. I want to do collabs. Like, you know, like Travis Scott do collabs and that type of shit. And I have, like, played around in Photoshop designing my own shoes. And I do feel like actually cutting and sewing to customize sneakers could actually be a hobby of mine. But, like, I don't got, like, dreams of being a tinker or no shit like that. You feel me? But I would like for Rap Cap and Kicks to have their own custom or collab, you know what I'm saying? We do one with Yeezy too, you feel me? Right. Like yeah, a supreme kind of thing. We collab with whoever we want to collab with. That's why So I yeah, that's, that's definitely on the agenda. Hey, they're gonna have to turn that music down that's interfering with the sound. Hey, you turn the music down just a little bit? They say it's interfering with the sound. The music interfering with the sound. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good cool. call up. I can hear them talking in the background and everything. Uh, gonna have a recording of the recording. I know. I can hear them singing all that. I'm gonna pause it. Hey, trip. All right, cool. We back. We back. We back. Commercial break, right? Yep. Real quick. Real, a small commercial break. No. So, so uh, what's your uh, like? What's the, what's your five year goal for for rap capping kicks? Uh, I would just like to not be the one writing these fucking articles. Honestly, shit. <laughs> I mean, I got a few people up under me, but once, you know, the money is actually coming in for real, for real, and we can actually start hiring people. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's like the first goal. And I also need the shop website up. We uh got that under construction now, but it's a little, it's more complex than I thought it was. You feel me? Because I actually want to sell sneakers on consignment too, so we'll be Giving places like stockaches and goat some smoke, you feel me? You ever think about um, doing it like 
having a, a Twitch channel for it or a YouTube channel for it. That's kind of like, you know how, like, I'm pretty sure, you know how like IGN do for video games and shit like that, where they break, they do latest breaking news the same way you post on the book. You know what I'm saying? You could do a, a 10 minute segment. You know what I'm saying? Covering whatever it is you want to cover for that day or that week. Yeah, I'm not too big on Twitch, but as far as like the Facebook, the Instagram, and especially the YouTube, we got a lot of original content in the works. We um right. got rap battles coming. We got sneaker reviews coming. Like I said, we got the podcast coming. And we actually trying to come up with a comedy show too. We can actually utilize some of these social rising social media stars that we see. Definitely. I can see that. Get down with skin bone. You know what I mean? Yeah, you feel me? Like that type of shit. Yeah. Not necessarily like wild and out, but more like, you know, Saturday Night Live or some shit like that. The ghetto version. Okay, like sketch comedy? That's what you're talking about? Yeah, you feel me? Okay. That's, uh... Yeah, the Rap Cap and Kicks TV is definitely in the works as well. Okay, I like I like the sound of that. That sounds like a really good thing. Uh, I, like the, I like the direction that you're going in with this. Yeah. What... Name your top three com- favorite comedy movies. My top three favorite comedy movies. I don't know. There's so many of them. Um, the first one that comes off the top of my head, I got to say, We Are the Millers. That shit is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Y'all make me want to say something childish. I like Life. Okay. Life was a good movie. I feel like it's like comedy and real life. Hell yeah. Hell you know yeah. what I'm saying? And my third, let's see, what's my third favorite comedy movie? Bad Grandpa. That shit was hilarious as hell, too. That shit was that shit was silly as fuck, man. That <laughs> shit is one of the movies that had me on a fucking flow the first time I seen it. I cannot believe he was taking that shit as far as he took it. Johnny Knoxville is a fucking legend for that one. Yeah. Surprise your motherfucker's still alive, man. <laughs> Me too. I'm surprised a lot of they are yeah, still alive because them boys was wilding in the early 2000s, right? Hell yeah. Six, you got three? Uh, three of my favorite comedy movies. Uh, Zach and Mary makes a porno is, is one of them, strictly because of the premise that is so fucking ridiculous the premise was so fucking ridiculous but like the whole the whole story was really just about what happened when you let a chick friends on you the mm-hmm. less you will go to try to get her in your life that's a, that's essentially what the premise of that movie is <laughs> when you let a chick friends on you and you got to do go out your way to convince her that you're the one yeah i don't think i've seen that one yeah i remember bits and pieces of that uh, what's another one, man? It ain't a whole lot like it used to be, man. Cause shit, niggas ain't funny no more. Not no. But like, you got right. Shit, if I if I gotta think back, like, uh, fuck, dude. Nah, what's the Master P movie? I got the hookup. Fuck, I can't. I got the hookup. Yes, that's another movie. Yeah. One of my favorite comedy movies. That shit was hilarious. That uh. Hangover, life, yeah, and um, what's another comedy? One I just like that makes me laugh still is Coming to America. When I watch that, that shit makes me laugh. OG, 
Yeah. yeah. The OG, the OG joint. Yeah. Harlem Nights. I don't know how I forgot Harlem Nights. Yeah, Harlem Nights was It's definitely one of those. I would probably say like Trading Places. That movie's so fucking ridiculous to me. Like the premise, I'm all premise based. So like, if I if it's plausible, if it or if it looked like I know somebody who could probably experience that and had that same reaction, then I'm gonna laugh my ass off. You know what I'm saying? But if it's some over the top goofy shit, I'd probably be a lot. You know what I'm saying? A little okay on that. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense. Role model was another one for me. That was that was that was silly as fuck. I enjoyed that. That was a really it. It was funny and shit had me laughing a lot. Good Boys was kind of funny to me. It was, it was pretty funny. It kind of made me think about how all the bullshit that me and my friends used to do when we was kids. Good boys? Good boys, yeah. I don't think I saw that one. Have y'all seen Horrible Bosses? Both of them. I haven't. That shit is fucking hilarious, that shit too. Fucking hilarious. For anybody who's ever been fired, we can relate to that shit. <laughs> if you had a shitty boss that you know didn't deserve to be your boss, yeah, you relate mm-hmm. to that shit. <laughs> Damn, they're all of them, right? <laughs> you smarter than all these motherfuckers. Ain't that something how, how it works, though? Like, these motherfuckers be stupid as shit, and they be in, in, in better positions than you. Some of these motherfuckers ain't even got uh, common sense, though. Well, they around here enforcing rules that they right there breaking in front of your face. You know what I'm saying? Nice. They be like, uh, no sexual harassment on the job. But then turn around, you got some bitch pinned up against the fucking water cooler or some shit like that. Right, all in some bitch face. Harassing man. the fuck out somebody. You know what I'm saying? For real. <laughs> like no racial discrimination. But you know what I'm saying? He over here asking you how much you like chicken and watermelon. Right. Or, you know or, right. or walking up to you going, What's up, yo? Doing crazy yeah, all that goofy shit. Like, like, get the fuck out of here, man. No, I had a boss who hated to see me on my phone, but I stayed catching this nigga on his phone. Mm-hmm. Man, you the nigga took like 15 cigarette breaks and to read the newspaper. Like, fam, that's the same shit. You can't read the newspaper at work, nigga. That's the 60s. Right. First of all, niggas don't even read the newspaper no more. <laughs> he was reading that bitch every morning. He read the whole paper through the <laughs> But he mad because I'm scrolling on Facebook. Fuck out my face, man. Right. That's that's crazy. I, uh, I'm not going to say where this was, but I had a boss that was uh, tooting. You know what I'm saying? I called him. I called him. You know what I'm saying? He nodded. He nodded out in the back, in the back of the... Uh, in the back of the work, in the back of the workplace. Uh, someone came and got me. He was like, yo, is he okay? Because they didn't know what it was. And I well, woke we up. Know. <laughs> we yeah. know. Fuck out of here. Yep. Yep. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even say nothing. I waited till he nodded out again. I went and got the like the rest of the uh executive committee. I was like, man, can y'all come and look at this for a second? This is an emergency. I think the uh uh, 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 uh the uh, the roof might cave in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said some shit like that. So they all come rushing to the back. I was like, "Be quiet," because you know, if you make a sound, you know, you know, the 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 pressure and the, and the, the decibel level might make it collapse. They found this motherfucker back there nodding off, nodding off, like bent over. The motherfucker was damn near in like a, a pretzel going backwards mm. and shit. And they was like, "What's wrong with him?" I was like, "Oh, he can't hear you. He can't hear you at all. Like y'all gonna have to wait. You know what I'm saying? If you do it, you gonna like you gonna snap him back out, and it might be bad." You might as well shot that shot that shit up. <laughs> Go ahead, stick it between your fingers, dog. Nah, it was too late, man. It was too late. Got him. Got got that motherfucker, man. And they they fired his ass. I think. Well, they sent him to rehab. I don't know. I stopped working after that. I was like, I ain't working no place with motherfuckers in here. 
good. Yeah, doping up, and y'all in here getting mad at people for being late or or taking an extra ten minutes on their lunch. Man, get the fuck out of here. He in here. <laughs> this motherfucker ain't here for that overdose. <laughs> 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 so he in the back nine, but he's man, fifteen minutes late. <laughs> yeah, he in here sliding in and out of consciousness, talking about some. He got uh sleep apnea or some shit like that. This motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? I know we know it. We know what's wrong with you, dog. I know. I, know I had. I got got a supervisor that I was uh working with. She was always off the Adderalls, boy. Ooh, she's an upper mm-hmm. man. You know what I'm saying? Swell up and down. She out working everybody, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that bitch was focused every day after Addie's son. Man, she up here. You can't. You don't get to gloat and do steroids, my nigga. You got to pick one. You know what I'm saying? How you gonna tell me? You, how you, gonna tell, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't. You can't. You can't brag to me about outworking me, but you got Addie's and shit. Right. The fuck. Right. Put me on. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you you've been up since five six this morning, man. This bitch in the this bitch in the locker room doing push-ups and shit. Everybody else getting dressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Piss brown Dead motherfucker. Dead ass. This little motherfucker was in there doing push-ups. Everybody in there putting on their work clothes and shit. She and this bitch, like she finna go out here and knock a nigga out. Cause she done already she, she off the, the fucking Addies early. Yeah, she was geeking. Everybody yeah. else in that motherfucker got Starbucks and shit. This bitch got Adderalls. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch trying to be up for the next week. Man, I, I know a dude that did that too. Uh, not at the same place, but before that place, I know a dude that was doing that. Except for he would, he would sniff them shits, man. He would break them up, and he would like sniff them and shit. I was like, dude, I, I don't. A different age, bro. This is a different day and age, my guy. Like I don't get That's that. Way too far. I don't get that shit. Yeah, this like I I, I roll up, <laughs> I roll up, smoke up. That's you know it. Man, laugh at some shit. Yep. Work on some music. I ain't. I don't need all the extras. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Hey, more power to anybody else. If you want to crush up a pill, you know what I mean? You trying to do some blows, whatever the fuck you do. Hey, that's on you, bro. No, man. Enjoy enjoy your life the way that you your feel life, the best. <laughs> but, but. Whatever gets you through your day. But I'm going to let you know. I ain't working that hard. When I'm at work, I ain't working that hard. Oh God, you ain't. You I don't need never work that hard, nigga. I don't, and I don't need no supplement to help me get along. You know what I'm saying? I don't I'm need not, no fucking Adderall to help th- help me get through some shit. I probably shouldn't even be working that hard on in in the first place. No, bum, all bum. I need is coffee. That's about the most you're gonna get up out of me. Coffee and a blunt before it's shelf. Bang, that's <laughs> like this, this. The Adderall. What was the other one? This dude. Uh, I mean, it was some other shit. This cat was doing, man. But he used to have all that shit. He used to have all that shit. And and the only reason I found out was because we was all hanging out. We went to one of them parties that he asked us to go to, right? And when we got there, he was in there breaking down. He's busting up the pills boop, 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 on the table. I was just like, what is, what's that? And he's like, oh, this is that, this is that, that. But we're going to mix it all together. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to be over there. That nigga working on the pills like Salt Bay. Man. nigga <laughs> over there <laughs> working on it. <laughs> man I, and you i'm sitting there looking like and, and there's people that are looking like they looking like fiends like waiting and shit for him to say all right let's let's do it you know i was like man this shit is crazy wild as fuck uh they what was it uh viking i don't know how to say it colada and come on 
Yeah, uh, Demerol, like that's a downer, I think. Like they was doing, they, man, they was doing all that shit. Yeah, that shit I ain't never heard of. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. some antipsychotics and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the shit motherfuckers be on when they get like extreme anxiety and all that old shit, or or motherfuckers who got ADHD real bad. You know what I'm saying? That's all. It's just motherfuckers be sharing their prescriptions. That's all. That's all. And then when 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 they don't need it no more, they just keep telling people that they need that shit. Yeah. I know I ain't no shit when all I know about is the rapper drugs. <laughs> it ain't the rapper drugs. No. Most of the rapper drugs consist of shit that's like the high end version of what we're talking about. It thanks, thanks. So that's all it is. Because like, uh, what, like uh, ecstasy got the same, it's the same components of, of fucking crack. You know what I'm saying? It's just different. It's it's different generic chemical versions of that. And different, yeah. different components that's not uh, up to a higher level and everything. Yeah, the dosage like is real low. It's uh, dose control. You know what I'm saying? But it's interesting how all like all this shit again. They go, it bleed back into like the culture mindset. You know what I'm saying? We in a different day and age, so people find different ways to get. You know what I'm saying? Get they high off or whatever. Shit. When I was coming up, like I said, most of my fuckers were smoking. What drove was the the strongest you could get back in the '90s. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Dro, Dro was the shit. Well, nigga said they had some Dro, nigga. You know, you dropped it. You know, what I'm saying a nice little chunk of change for it. Nowadays, you talk about you got some Dro. That's that's what high end Reggie. High end Reggie called me one day. You saw me some Dro. Oh, yo, be mad as hell. Dro ain't hot no more. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they gonna send a shooter back to you. <laughs> <laughs> They gonna want my money uh, back in life. For real. Man, if I if I hear that, I'm like, yeah, I'm good, fam. I'm good. That shit just it should be loud as hell. You have a headache. I'm like, what the fuck? That'd be the worst, man. <laughs> you know, back years ago when I smoked and, and some shit gave me a headache. That shit is the worst. So you know you got the best Reggie. The headache gonna be right here between your nose and your eyebrows. That shit horrible. <laughs> That shit is horrible. You be telling motherfuckers turn the music down. Ain't no yeah. music on. Feel like a motherfucker. Nose up and shit. No, I'm feel, saying. Like, feel like somebody tapping you on the head and shit. Like that's the that shit is the worst. Like, fam, you could have just you could just do all this shit away. You ever think about, especially considering that uh marijuana is illegal in the state of Illinois? Well, it's legal, but it's illegal federally. But because it's illegal, uh, you ever think about like doing some sort of featured collab or uh, on the local dispensaries and shit? Ah, we would love to do that. That'd be dope. I think that'll help kind of like promote the, uh, you know what I'm saying, the the actual federal legalization. You know what I'm saying? It'll give people more information than they, they currently get where they get it. Yeah, that actually would be dope. I don't know if we want our own strain or something like that, but right. to do a collab with some of these dispensaries on a few events or some shit like that, that actually would be dope, yeah. Yeah, you should look into it. You should look Especially into it. Ain't, yeah. nobody, ain't nobody even thinking like that as far as, like, from my, what I can tell. You know my saying? sister actually um got one of, was one of the people who was granted the, the license for the dispensary. So, I mean, for the dispensary, so. Right. Yeah, I actually probably could make that happen. And that'd be like 
you'd probably be some forward, you know what I'm saying? Like a leap forward in the direction you're trying to take the brand. You know what I mean? Thanks. Who knows? Thanks. Yeah, because he could get sponsorships and everything like that without even have to, having to do, yeah. do too much background work. Mm-hmm. I like how you brothers is thinking. Sound yeah, like you. Know. You know. We are thinkers, sir. That's what we do. Advance the people, you know what I'm saying? We just trying to help. So as far as you being in the studio, are you working on music or are you just there with the team? I'm actually here with an artist, the artist I haven't worked with in a very long time. So we are looking forward to that. I got a track I am going to knock out. You know, it's been a while since I've been in music. I kind of stepped back away from the rapping shit, you feel me? But... I like to rap for a hobby, so you know I still be dropping shit in now and then. But I think I might actually start taking it more serious than what I actually am. You feel me? Right. I kind of stepped away from wanting to be a rapper the older I get. You feel me? I ain't I, really comfortable being like a lot of these niggas. Outside of the people around you, are there any other artists that you ever thought about working with as far as music goes? Yeah, I got a shit ton of artists I'm actually looking to work with. A lot of them are Chicago-based, but I think I got more producers I'm looking to work with if, than anything, you feel me? I'm actually into, like, making beats and shit now, so there's a lot of producers I'm in tune with, you know what I'm saying? When they come to Chicago, you know, they like to link with us, but right. we ain't never really made nothing, so I think that's in the works as well. That's dope. Well, who are you miss? Who are you listening to as far as hip hop goes right now? Shit, you know, with rap cap and kicks, I then gotta listen to everything at least once, right? <laughs> up on the website, I'd be listening to this shit like it's homework. I think um I listen to a lot of ESTG, you know, because I be in the gym a lot. You feel me? But I think nowadays a lot of the shit that I listen to is like nostalgic. Like I'm still listening to like old Gucci Man mixtapes and that type of shit sometimes. So. But I listen, I listen to a lot of the new shit as well, like as far as Future, Yeezy album, but I didn't listen to everything that come out at least once, at least nowadays. I know that uh, earlier on, when you, uh, before Rap Captain Kicks, and you were doing your, uh, you know what I'm saying, pursuing your, your your rap dreams, as most young people who, who was in the city at the time was doing, you ever like link up with like certain brands like Andrew Barber and his fake short drive, uh, blog when it was really like blog focused. Yeah, I was actually on Facial Drive when that shit actually first popped, like in my younger days, like right. fresh out of high school. I was going by a different name though. That's back when I was in the Source Magazine working with uh, Project Spitfire. Okay. So yeah, I should actually still be up there if you search my old rap name, Young B Boy Low. You feel me? Right. That's back when I had the dreads. Remember, I had the dreads. My name was Hollow oh, yeah. B Boy. Yeah. You feel me? Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> I was just thinking about that because I see like what you do now is almost like an extension of that era. You know, the blog era was yeah. like something different. It was like, you know what I'm saying? It was like our only real online magazine in terms of like discovering music as it transitioned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before I, streaming really took off and shit. Thanks. And I think that was the first time Chicago ever seen like our culture actually being covered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From yeah. college kids, from Zach TV academics, fake show drive, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We had YouTube channels telling us what the fuck was going on in our own city. Man. They was right. <laughs> they was on that motherfucker solving cases. Academics was on that shit. Academics was on that shit. Heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, him and College Kid. They was the two yeah. main ones. Yeah. Like TV too. Rest in peace to him. 
Man, yeah. bro, that, that was crazy to hear that. Like this brother was trying to shed light and, and, and bring awareness and, and, and put, put, put forth a change. I think that's what it looked like to y'all, but I think like like don't get me wrong, I fuck with Zach TV. Okay, but like he was in the midst of a lot of like real street shit. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, share light on I don't it because I, like, I don't know. I'll share light on it because I don't know. I mean, that's as far as like the type of content he covered. He was real live in the streets covering drill music when everybody else was covering it from afar. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when you grow up in, in Chicago, you know you can't you can't, can't play with it. that type of shit. Like can't be associated. Rap, before Chicago really had a music scene, you would be cautious even bringing a video camera outside. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And he was going deep off into the trenches. And there was a lot of rumors saying, like, you know, niggas ain't get hit up until he went over there because he can go talk to them and he can go talk to him. And in a sense, certain niggas going to feel like you're playing both sides. Me, I understand the professionalism of it, but I also understand was, the street was, aspect of it, too. It so I definitely was not surprised. It was some some hood journalism. It's like what they call it, uh, guerrilla journalism. When they used to go to war zones, right. like yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you got to take steps kill back. Academics, if they could, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They would definitely remember, kill academics. Yes, if they sir. Because I was, I remember hearing or and seeing people talk about, you know, they want, so high profile they, now. You did. They, they want to knock they, his they head off back then. Yeah, back but, then they want right, to knock his head off. But Zach was never as high profile as academics right. is now. Zach was still always street level. Like academics, you know every time so, he. Every time academics kind of like excel, he created distance between him and that shit. But he still maintained the same type of persona. So like, if you yeah, look at one hundred percent right. So like, where he at right now? He talked big shit, but he most of his his coverage is nothing close to what it what his core started as. You know what I'm saying? That's why you see him with the fresh and fits and shit like that. He's he know what he's doing, man. He, he's separating himself from it by expanding his. You know what I'm saying? His reach by and keeping the keeping the face of it all the same. Yeah. He talk his shit with his chat niggas. He let them, you know what I'm saying? He let them stir the pot. He ain't stirring the pot so much no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every time he level up, he just puts somebody else in the same in a different position that he was in, and he just goes up and then he falls back further and further back. But right now, what's creating distance between him and the bullshit is that fresh and fit shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Him and Takashi, that Takashi was his buffer at one point in time. You know what I'm saying? Whack 100 was his buffer at one point in time. Every time he get those relationships, because his first buffer was Joe Button. If Joe Button didn't bring him onto uh uh complex, he would have st- he'd still be you doing 100% right. Yeah, he'd still be doing YouTube shit. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe Button created like a buffer. That's why when he was, you know what I'm saying, when he got confronted by Vic. You know what I'm saying? He was caught off guard by it because he ain't never had nobody come up that close to him talking that shit. You know what I mean? So when when he came when he when he came face to face with that realization, he knew that his only other move was to keep on expanding his brand. If you want to keep create more distance from that, he don't talk about war on Chirac too much no more. No, because motherfuckers like like I said, they they started wanting to uh, see what he was about. Uh, a couple of them savages he used to be talking about they running around up there with them now so yeah, yeah these niggas these niggas was in the streets at first now these niggas in the industry you i still say niggas should, should thank them though because if it wasn't for them motherfuckers wouldn't be popping like that and i, I stand on that if it wasn't for zach tv fake show drag college kid and dj academics a lot of these artists would not be popping like that like it, it worked both ways paparazzi. it definitely do it worked both ways that, uh, they help each other out yeah I think that, yeah, you're right. Cause honestly, 
like that the the they core fan base is like was just niggas in the streets, niggas in the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know a lot of young niggas, they was always talking about a lot of these young drill niggas. Some of them popped off, some of them didn't, but they had the ones that they was talking about. And you ain't hear so much about it on the internet. Now it's like the most, like, I don't even know what the fuck. This is the question I was going to ask you anyway, and I think we had this conversation before. What's your thoughts on New York drill as it pertains to, like, the drill culture as a whole? Because that shit sounds like something else to me. Um, I understand hip-hop. I understand that if you do something that's popping, other regions and other parts of the world going to pick up on it. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, when I was a kid, when they referred to it as drug dealing, they called it serving. But the minute G's and them came out, people started calling it trapping. Yeah. So I can understand why New York is doing drill music. But in my opinion, it's like, I don't want to take away from what it is that they're doing because they from New York. If anybody can relate to Chicago, they got to be like right up next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like it's like a commercialized drill music, though. You know what I'm saying? It look, it then look like they're yelling cut at their video shoots and shit. Like, and I guarantee Shorty them wasn't yelling cut at their video shoots. Oh, I don't even think they thought take. they was gonna get famous yeah. off the shit that they was doing. They was just doing them. You know what I'm saying? So in my, like, I respect what they're doing. I like to see that Chicago is actually getting the notoriety that they're getting. But when if you got people out here saying they started drill music, like, you feel me? Like, nah, I man. Get into that, but, you know how that go, though. You know how that nah, go. Nah, man. We know where that shit started. Just cut it, it out. Yeah. And we got like, people saying it started in the UK, but I ain't too big up on UK music. So, no, nah, but I know Dream came from here. The that, beats, that they might have been shit. doing the beats over there that the guy started grabbing. Sounds like for. grime. Grime is that UK shit. That's it. That, that, it was a UK beach. That's all it was. Like here, that drill shit had been going on for a very long time, man. Yeah. I think it was much more than the actual sound that we was providing. It was the shit that was actually going on. In we were talking yeah. about in the music, yeah. The, yeah. Music, the, and the I, lyrics, the songs. And so. One thing I will say is I think that drill music kind of authentified the culture. It seemed like before that, anybody was able to say they was a gangster rapper. And nowadays, you can't just say that. Nowadays, you can't really come out and say, you know what I'm saying, like, you from the streets, because it ain't hard to tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it ain't hard to dig up, either. You can, a you lot of these younger out. rappers, you could tell they really do come from this shit. And you had, like, a lot of, I don't want to say fake-ass rappers, but fairy tale ass rappers who was just making music, you know, back in the day. When you got niggas nowadays rapping about real murders, you feel Man. me, so... That's why I like mm. that's why I said what I said at the at the top of this about how like uh the the culture, like hip hop rap, that culture intertwined with the music industry is poisonous, bro. Because like the stories is the stories. We can't change that. The music is the music. We can't change that. But the way they commodify that shit, the way they turn that shit into money, and who they pick and choose to allow who they allow to be the face of it for that year is crazy. Mm -hmm. And the only motherfucker who ever came in the game and bypassed all of that shit, just fucking pivoted in and out of the game, but just kept on doing what they wanted to do. It's in the whole, from from what I recall growing up to seeing what I see now, the only, it's only been one motherfucker who could, who maneuvered through all that shit without ever having been tainted by it, and that's Kanye. And, and yeah, I think Kanye was the first person who was actually making just real good music. You know what, what I'm saying? It didn't really have no street aspects in it. He was the first one to really pop. Like, I think if it wasn't for Kanye, it wouldn't be wrong for like Drake's. 
and that type of shit. You had people like, I want to say like, real soulful ass rappers like most deaf in them type shit, black at peace type shit, but nobody was as cool as Kanye though. You know what I'm saying? And I think that made room for rappers to just be themselves in the future. Kanye was the first rapper to blur the line between commercial aspect and the street aspect. He was the first one to blur the line. It was either you was one or the other. You was either street. Exactly. He was yep. the one where he came out, let you know he wasn't street, but I, look at who I run with. I'm a backpacker who signed around the gangsters though. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So he, and he wrote songs that was way outside the framework of what the industry was already promoting at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Budden was big when Kanye came out. You know what I'm saying? Joe Budden had the biggest single at the time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 50 Cent was out. Eminem was still a star. Nelly was still a star. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about a whole industry full of niggas at this time who was actually supposed to be up next. And Kanye came in again. He pivoted through. He fucking, you know what I'm saying? He did a spin move on the game. You know what I'm saying? Hit him with a layup on his first album. Right. And this is the album he was trying to get everybody to listen to. You know what I'm saying? So it's, all, it's, it's, it's a mentality. I think it's a mentality thing. I think we're going to see another mentality shift coming up soon. I think that was around the same time, Jay-Z, what he said in that song, only niggas moving units is pimp, me, pimp, juice, and M. And pimp, juice, M, pimp, juice, and us. us. Yeah. M, pimp, juice, and M, us. Pimp, yeah, M, pimp, juice, and us. Yeah. That boy himself was special, too. Probably still is. You know, he chilling now. Billion-dollar hole. It's kind of... It's, it's interesting, man. It's like, um, just watching throughout the years, how the game kind of like, it, it manifests a whole new face. Everybody represents a different era. And right now, because the streaming era is revealing what a lot of motherfuckers have been saying, but nobody was really acknowledging, like the record labels done bought into the streaming services now. So now they get, hand, you know, it's a handover fits money. But at the same time, the independent game is killing because a lot of niggas, they, they using the internet to their they full potential. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So we're going about to see another shift. Yep, now, a lot of motherfuckers realize like you don't really need to regulate. You just need to put out that uh, proper content and keep people aware, keep people watching. Yeah. But but you got Leo Cohen, you know he behind the scenes uh, working on something, bro. All right, and he, uh, I think he 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 got a spot in Apple Music though, don't he? Google, I thought it was Google. Yeah, YouTube. He is behind YouTube. Yeah, he told he told them to buy YouTube or whatever it was. Because uh, NBA YoungBoy got beef with them. Okay. Yeah. And Dame Dash was calling him a culture vulture. Mm -hmm. Young boy was saying he wasn't getting, he wasn't seeing his money, but he, he getting all these streams and everybody else seemed to be eating. You know what I'm saying? Who you checking for though? Santana. Who you checking for out here? You mean as far as music? Yeah, who you see that like is real, that you see that might have a shot at being the next star, the next big name. Uh, I don't know. It's like, ain't too many big name artists, in my opinion, no more. A lot of people like, like as soon as you make the internet, you a rapper nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like streaming services has made it so different to determine who's going to be the next star because there's so many stars in these different cities. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a rapper in Texas who, I've never heard of, but I bet he got a million views. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it, the, the market is kind of oversaturated. So 
by the time I can tell you that somebody is going to be a star, they're probably already a star because there's so many artists with potential who occupy the same platform that most of the biggest stars occupy. So it's right. kind of hard to pick somebody out. If I pick anybody out, I would probably be biased. I would say the artist I'm in the studio with right now, honestly, because I know that's the biggest thing to say. <laughs> I got you. You feel me? Have you guys seen his uh, special on Vice? I, I was trying to watch you just, it just came to mind when you guys were talking about it, uh, talking about streaming services. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to check it out. It was talking about how there's this uh, one guy who knows how to get you, he knows how to prop up your streaming, um, your streaming uh, sales and everything. That's really what he does. They pay him to go in and run up, run up the, uh, Running run up, yeah, running numbers up on, on all the streaming platforms. Have you heard about that, Six? I I think I did. I heard somebody talking about it. I don't know where I heard somebody talking about it at, but I do recall that being a conversation somewhere. Yeah, they were saying, um, depending on what you pay him, you know, he can get you up to a thousand or a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. He said, uh, not only do the independent artists, <clears throat> he said, not only do the independent artists come to him. But he said the 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 record labels come to him as well, and they tell him to run up run up the sales. And he said it's all you know. He don't ask no questions. He just uh gets gets his he just get paid and he, he do what they he do what they ask him to do. I mean, I, I, I can see that being the thing because there's no different. That's like insider trading. Somebody's always doing it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And also because everything is streaming based more so than purchase based. That's. If they can get motherfuckers to buy the, the units, that's that's dope. But they more intent on making sure that those numbers on the stream side look good because that's what you know what I'm saying boosts their revenue shares for their uh for their shareholders. You know absolutely, saying? absolutely. And it's no it's no different from um back in the what the early the the, the 90s to the late 2000s where you had certain record labels that was going in there and buying up all the CDs and shit and passing them out, right. you know, instead of just handing them out as samples, they was actually Buying them up, buying a hundred thousand copies and, and throwing them back out into the streets and shit like that. Or going to certain uh radio networks and buying up all their uh time slots and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paying for the time slots. Uh what what they call it? Payola? It was called payola or something, right? Yeah. So the right the ra- radio station would focus mainly on this record label or this group of record labels artists and not the others because yeah. they'd already been paid for that slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Never heard of that. Game. Yeah, it's a grimy game. That's why motherfuckers was going That's to college. Grimy. That's why motherfuckers start going to college radio and shit like that before the internet really, you know what I'm saying, became what it is. Like, it's hard. It's tough as shit right now to regulate internet. And they're really trying their best to get a hold of it. It's yeah. hard to try to regulate internet. You can, you can like, who, who can regulate, you know what I'm saying, uh, SoundCloud? You can't tell a motherfucker. Yeah, you really can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's, that's why, why I say it's hard to tell who next to blow because ain't nothing regulated no more. Yeah. yeah. Well, shit, it used to be like you 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 could go out to a studio. I remember when we was coming up, she's like, we could go from studio to studio and hear certain shit. Or when we travel, we knew kind of like, yo, that they, they on their way, man. Well, you knew this. On some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Right hand to God, bro. I remember the first time I heard Mystical demo tape. I was like, I was shopping my shit around. And he was going around mm-hmm. shopping his shit around. I remember hearing his demo. And the record label was so impressed, of course, because they saw the earning potential. They used fucking 95% of his whole fucking demo tape for his his debut album. And that's what kind of like, you see what I'm saying? 
nowadays that's not really heard of. They'd rather you, if you're going to have, if your, if your project is already out and they want to sign you and they're going to go with that, you got to have the numbers already in place to support it. So that means that your, your streams got to be up, your follow account got to be up, all that, because they got to know that that's guaranteed earning potential. Back in the day, that wasn't even a thing, dude. Yeah. They just went off of the, the vibe of the music. They went off the energy. They went off of the potential that you might blow up. Nowadays, these motherfuckers need guarantees. Yeah, they need guarantees. Or, yeah, like you said, your, your streams need to be up. Or, and if and if they not, they are they will be taking out an insurance policy on you. They're going to, they're going to, they might, shit, if you, if you ain't really doing no numbers like that, but they see the potential of you moving units, what they'll do is they'll have you in a writing pool for a while. You'll just be a writer for another artist for a while or a producer for another artist for a while before they actually let you get your shit off. Yeah, shit don't change no. so much, man, because of the streaming services. It's, it's kind of crazy the way that everything's moving. I hope just more artists, you know, gain control of whatever it is they're doing, but the, the push is going to have to be something major because the way it's looking now, like, you know that these record execs are sitting behind the scenes trying to make sure that they get a hold of this, that, and the third before you get before you get your royalties, your, your publishing, and everything else. Facts. You freeze up, D-Boy? You know what? Having regular conversations, having conversations with regular people is very weird for me. Like I, I, I can't do it. It's, it's hard for me. Like when they have a mainstream media type yeah. of, type of thinking, and, and you know, and or it's a, it's all tied up into the to the same shit that they were brought up on, and, and they don't really think for themselves, bro. It's, 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 it's not deflating, but it's exhausting. It really is. It take all the energy out you because you kind of you. Knowing what you know and, and being a, a, a even killed person, you don't want to ever make a motherfucker feel inferior to you just because you're giving them this information. But mm-hmm. most people don't give you no, most people don't give you no other option but to like really show you, show them, you have to show them that they're not as smart as they think they are sometimes because they don't know when to like concede the point. You know what I'm saying? They want to debate you and argue you into the dirt over something they absolutely wrong about. You know what I'm saying? And, and and it's a responsibility that come with being intelligent and smart that a lot of us is like, man, this is going to go out the window because I'm going to knock this nigga out if he'll shut up talking to me right now. And, and that's the other part of it is like, yo, I'm only being quiet to save myself a phone call. Man. I'm only being quiet to save myself the 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 sense of urgency to hurt you. Like, you you, you don't you don't know it, but I'm this close, I'm this close to slapping the shit out you just to see what you do next. Right. Cause I, at this point I don't have, I, like I, I'm done talking to you. I'm irritated. I'm annoyed. You won't and shut the fuck up. <laughs> you won't shut the fuck up. And now I want to see what you would do. Right. Cause a lot of motherfuckers that they like, they, yo six, that's why it's like talking to you and a few other people, man. I just keep it there. Cause having like, I, I just can't have conversations with everybody, man. Not everybody really, uh, not everybody have platforms and I ain't saying like th- this as a platform, but I'm saying like, they don't, they don't put themselves in position or have that in that position in their life where they can express themselves clearly. So they never get to hear their thoughts out loud very often because a lot of times they probably in relationships or friendships, or whatever, where they don't even get to be the, the vocal one. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So they just got these ideas and they soak up all this information from the media or social media or other people's opinions and never really do the background research and cross references of any of these ideas. And they just they just live with that. Then they come meet you and they feel like they putting you on to some shit and they all wrong. Right. And, and, and again, in the process of them doing it, I got to be quiet because I got to just let you talk so you can have the win so you can feel like you're the big dog in the room not because going back and forth with with you in a dialogue or a debate is 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 constructive but because i know this is gonna this is gonna end with me being so fucking annoyed that it it, it, it might we might flip a switch we might or something bad might happen like i, I just know it yeah nah, i just know it and that's the thing man like a lot of people you see that self-awareness is key because that's what keeps us alive, man. We and also it keeps us from killing somebody. And and, and, and let's 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 say it that way because when we say keep us alive, we don't mean that we worried about dying. We we worried about you. Yeah. So that means that that other person on the end on the other end of that has no self awareness. They None. lack self awareness. No. They don't know when to shut up. Whereas you know when to just, you know, what I'm saying dial it back. You know what I'm saying? Refocus some of that energy and attention because you know what you're capable of. You see what I'm saying? And that person is not aware, not only unaware of what you're capable of, but they're unaware of their inability to defend against what you, you're capable of because they're not giving it any thought in the first place. Correct. Because they're they're oh. expecting the the reaction to be the same as their action. And that's that's not really how it goes. That's not how, that's not how reality works. No. If and you man that I I I I assert myself or defend myself in a particular way no. however i do it is is appropriate to the situation according to me no if if you slap me and i pick up a a, a tree branch and beat the shit out you to your head caves in that's just my reaction it has nothing to do with paying you back the same way that you paid me back that's not how this works you know what i mean but and i, I don't think people get that like sometimes you could be steps steps away inches away from from her harm or danger and not know it just because you want to get the win or you want to win a debate. You want to feel like you won the challenge in life. And for like I said, like, I'm not, I'm not arguing with nobody, man. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you, bro. Especially, right. especially if you're not from the home team, if, especially if you're not from the core, if you're not a person that I know I'm going to gain something off of, I'm not arguing with you, bro. And even, even if there is something to gain, it's still got to be measured against whether or not it's even worth it for you. And, and I think that's when we go back to the level of self-respect and, and the lack of respect from other people. Like, is it worth it? Right. Is it worth it? Is, is, is this worth having a, a continuous conversation with a person um, who I probably don't have that much respect for? Right. That's true. Because a lot of people, I mean, like, if you really view it from the angle of, uh, when you had when you had like a set core value system, you know what I'm saying? Like if if, if it's rooted in respect, if it's rooted in uh in communication, you know what I'm saying? If you have all these different core values, you ain't gonna you're not gonna allow yourself to deviate from too many of them because then it's not balanced anymore. Mm-mm. So like you might you might go ahead and forego communication, but you're not gonna forego respect. So if this person can't communicate that well with you, you'll let the, you'll give them a pass on that. But as long as they maintain respect, then everything remains cordial. You know what I'm saying? If this person is disrespectful as fuck, but they communicate well, it gives you something to look at too. And you're like, you know what? I'm with, I'm gonna distance myself from this motherfucker. 
because I know that this person is intelligent enough to know that they're being disrespectful to me. You know what I'm saying? Because if I get physical with them, then that, that takes this to, you know what I'm saying, the next level. Now I got to assess that situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of the things that a lot of people don't think like that because they be in those moments. They don't, they don't, they either a slave to their emotional state or they, they fucking cognizant of the whole situation. Yeah. And, and one of those conversations I had was recently when I was sitting, sitting with somebody, I think it was at work. It was at work. I shouldn't say, I think it was at work. And they're telling me about boxing and they never boxed. They just been watching for the last five years. Right. Not, not, they don't know. They don't know too much. They don't know about uh, uh, a back lead foot. They don't know about an L step. They don't know about a rhythm step. They don't know about none of this shit. Right? right. And and they don't even know how to throw a fucking jab correctly. But they're telling me that they know more about me from what they've seen than what I'm talking about. And I'm usually the guy that'll tell you six or anybody else that'll listen who's gonna win a fight and how it's gonna go. Like I can tell you that. You know what I mean? Because certain fighters have a certain rhythm. Certain fighters have a signature to what they're going to do to win a fight. Right. And, and when you got a person who's talking to you about something that they have absolutely no uh, involvement in and, and they haven't been studying it like the way that you study it. There's a point that you reach and you go, yo, they're getting mad at this idiot should be the last thing that I do. Because if you're going to get mad at him, you got to really be mad at yourself for letting him bring you down into a conversation like that. Yep. So he was just like, you, you know, I'm right. You know, I'm right. That's the reason why you're not responding. And I finally told him recently, the reason why I don't respond to you when you're saying this stuff is you, it's because you sound absolutely stupid when you're talking about boxing. You don't know shit. All right. You really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know anything about a jab, a hook, or any type of punch. You're just going off what you like and what's in front of you. You can't tell me anything about these fighters and the way that they move in the ring or the, or the way they train or, right. or, or the certain, certain signature things that they like to do. You can't tell me dick about it. So the reason why I'm not going to continue to respond to you is because I will be lowering myself by getting down on a level with you and, 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 and doing this petty shit. And I'm so far ahead of that. That's me on most topic, topics, bro. Like I have, I listen to people talk about certain subjects, but I know not to join a lot of those conversations because I know I know how vast my 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 knowledge base can go when it comes to some some of these subjects like hip hop. You talk hip hop with me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You talk music production with me, stuff like that. You talk, you know what I'm saying? I, I hear people who talk from a fan's perspective. I don't even join those conversations a lot of the times. So I just let I let them get their look. You know what yeah. Saying? Same thing, like, uh, shit, I could talk video games and how video games are made, shit like that with people. I could talk about all of these different things. I, I'm a big movie buff. I'll sit up and watch movies and I could tell when the cuts are made, what type of camera they use and all this sort of stuff, because I'm really yeah. into that. I deconstruct movies a lot of times when I'm sitting and watching them. So in my mind, when I'm listening to people talk about certain stuff, I'm hearing them talk again from a fan's perspective or from a layman's perspective that a lot of times I'm just not even interested, bro. Yeah, and it's so it's so base it's so base level when when you're dealing with these conversations. It's kind of like I'm in the wrong place at the at the wrong time. I'm talking to a kindergarten or somebody that's in third grade, and I'm not about to have this type of conversation with you, and you don't even know you you can't even get to the level where I am. You know what I mean? So. It, it, I just, I just got, you just got to let people have these type of conversations, man. The win, the biggest win is that I get to go home and you get, and you get to go home. Facts. And, and, and we don't have to allow something as petty as a, 
as a conversation that you don't understand. I don't want to have doesn't have to escalate to something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because you you don't have situational or you know what I'm saying situational awareness isn't my problem. I need to get away from you because you're a problem to us both. Yeah. If you don't understand it, I'm not trying to have to talk with you. And a lot of, it's crazy how many people are naive or think that they, you know, mm-hmm. they think that it's just a conversation. It's just really not. It's really not. And I told I told my uh, me and my buddy was talking one time. He's like, man, sometimes, you know, when we when I'm out, man, and I'm not like around y'all. He's like, you know, I'll be out around people, man, and I'll be having a drink. He said, when people start talking, I get another drink. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I drink so I can be able to socialize with some of these motherfuckers. Yeah, because they already be saucy. So if you're not on a level, you're not, you're not, you don't have a tolerance for it. Dude, I'd be like that a lot. I went out to the bar with my girl yesterday, last night, mm-hmm. and this drunk, this dude was shitty, shit face drunk. He came up to me talking about some shit, and I was just shaking my head, like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to go too, too deep to his conversation because he was already maxed out, inebriated. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? I looked at her and she laughed. She's like, they always walk up to you. I was like, yeah, they got <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like they 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 want to have a conversation with somebody, especially guys when they get drunk. They want to have these conversations and they don't be about nothing. And the only way you can actually entertain that shit is you have to be at least close to that level of drunk. Because yeah. otherwise you it's annoying. You it's very annoying. It's very fucking annoying. And then because I remember what he was saying, and he was I was like, oh. The, the shit that I did. He was like, yeah, he's like, when people start talking to you while you're hanging out, you start drinking. I was like, it's because I can, so I can tolerate them better. Like, I may not make no sense, but at the same time, it doesn't make no sense at all. So, you know, it's not that I'm off my square. It's just the fact that the conversation that I'm being presented with don't mean shit to me. You had to apply a filter. Yeah. Like alcohol is you apply the filter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You put a filter to it. So that way you can it the, the the nonsense will be less nonsense man and at least that way you can make the whatever you're attending to be that much more enjoyable because if you're not enjoying yourself you're not going to try to be there and you're not or you're not trying to hear half the shit they're talking about whether you got to be there or not and the thing about it is like i'm there to watch the drink watch the game drink a couple beers and have some wings like that's my real reason for being there i'm not there to entertain nobody or right. or be liked like i could i could give a shit less all i need is my drink, some food, and just leave me the fuck alone. I'll watch my phone. Mm-hmm. I will people watch. I respect that. Especially in those social settings, people don't respect that shit. That's what it is. And then you, you end up, you're like, yo, let me just have another drink so I can deal, so I can deal with these fucktards. You could be direct. You could be an asshole and be direct. Like, look, bro, I really ain't trying to talk right now. I'm just trying to watch this fight and eat my food. They don't never receive that well. Because it's like, oh, you think you better than me? Man, listen. I don't think I'm better than you, but to 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 make sure that we both get home, just like right. leave me alone. All right, let me just eat my food and watch this fight. Look, look, and you can you can you can you have can. all this shit. All right, all, you can have you could <laughs> for real. You could you could <laughs> clear the bar if you want to. <laughs> just let me leave me. Let just me, let me leave me alone. They don't be getting that shit, man. That's, I think that's the difference between you know us and, and certain other type of people like that. There's nothing wrong with how people grew up, but it's just that lack of awareness that they have. Right. Like, yeah, I, man, you know, I'm I'm inches away sometimes from from destroying <laughs> from destroying shit. Like, bro, like, what's crazy though is like we live in a civilized state. Like a lot of our uh, surroundings or whatever, 
is supposed to be a it's supposed to be emblematic of like how civilized we've become as a species or whatever. But dude, situations still occur that bring all that primal shit out of us. And we gotta keep we gotta keep it together because of some some laws. We gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta fight our our base urge to knock a nigga head off. Man, six because of these urges. You know, saying these laws saying nah, you can't do that. And it's all like but when they put you in that and they when they lock your ass up, guess what? You're around a bunch of them motherfuckers who finally got to let them urges go. Now you got to deal with all of them. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, bro. You know what I'm saying? Sticks, man. Like, look, I, I, I literally, I, my, me and my sister were talking, and she was like, "Is it hard to fight the urge?" And I was like, "That's why I just take deep breaths and I just act like I don't see them." The crazy part about it, though, is like a lot of people don't know what it means to let them urges go. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been fully 100% indoctrinated in, in all those different ways. But then you also got those people who savages, they don't know what it means to keep those uh, urges under control. So they, they out here in these streets doing wild shit or they locked up in the joint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got those two, those two extremes. And then you got those of us in the middle who may have you know, some participated in contact sports and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it can go acro across the fucking spectrum. Because like those of us who participated in contact sports, we kind of got to let some of that energy out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then you got the ones who never got that type of physical interaction. They just sit up and play video games. So they mentally get those urges out, but they never physically get those urges out. Yeah. So they still have physical aggression, but they don't know how to exercise it because they've never been in those scenarios. You see and, what I'm saying? And, and that's another reason why, you know, like when she, my sister was asking me, I was like, you know what, sis? If I if I don't work on a po podcast, if I don't do exercise, I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm in a lot of trouble. If I don't do some push ups or something around the house, like I'm, I'm literally in. If I don't meditate six, mm -hmm. I'm in trouble because if I don't do any of the things that release some of this aggression and center me, I start teeter tottering and I start. And it's not like I do it like I want to do it or I do it on purpose, but I start having these moments where I, I forget what side, you know, like shit start blending. Like, right. And, and, and certain things people start saying to me, like, I, I sometimes I'm like, yo, I can't figure it out. Like, should I, you know, am I supposed to slap the shit out you right now? Dude, that's the crazy thing about like how we live as a society we live in this society where we're taught to like uh contain these urges and stuff like that right and keep all our decisions to, on on some civilized shit that's that's all fine and good but there's a fucking war happening on the other side of the globe that's a that's a direct a direct fucking concocted comparison to what we're talking about the mm. urge to tear up some shit yeah you know what I'm saying? I don't know what I don't know what Russia's motives are. I only know what what the what what mainstream media says. I'm not sitting over there in they fucking in a in a war room as they devise a plan and come up with a with a you know what I'm saying a, a, a reason. I don't even know if Ukraine is under equipped for it. All I know is they kind of holding you know what I'm saying they holding the line. Yeah, you did what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So all that I'm saying all that to say like, dude, we can't we we on the cusp of like some real catastrophic shit here in the United States because we've been We've been uh, we've been taught to keep shit under wraps and keep it contained instead of letting it out. Or if you do let it out, this is going to be the consequence. That's opposed to just having some real 
outlets for men to actually be able to do some things. Yeah, you shouldn't just always be a fucking puncher bag, my guy. Motherfuck- There's more motherfuckers got guns now and going to gun ranges than ever. Yeah, that's what you- that's true. That's true. Man, what the- you don't you don't pick up that training for nothing. No, no, and and, and when I like I said, I was talking to my little sis, and she was just like. I pr- she said I, she told me she's like I pray for you like she, I, and I started laughing you know I'm laughing at it because I'm I think she's being sarcastic she's like no I pray for you sometimes she said like, because people look at you and they she's like they see she's like I think people see but they don't really know what it is right. and I was like man like I was like you should be praying for for the surroundings around me because I be I be cool it ain't me. It ain't me. I was like, you ain't, you've never seen me wild out and do something like this on my own. But it's usually someone pushing and, and, and poking at poking the bear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I'm just I'm just reacting. I'm I'm reacting to the bullshit. But you the, to, on the subject of the Ukraine Russia situation, right? All right. Here's something I want to say for people who are listening to this podcast. All right. If you're listening right now, if you're seeing the video, because maybe you may see this video. Do you know that Russia isn't really that far from the United States of America? Russia and Alaska is like 90 kilometers apart. If you go, go, go do the research, go look at the map and go look at how close the two are actually. That's uh, the last day we bought uh, the United States bought, ain't it? I think yeah. so. So that, yeah, because they bought it from Russia. Yeah. And that, that's one of the places where we have our oil reserves too. Like that's not that far away, uh, six. Dude, motherfuckers don't even realize that a lot of the oil we buy that we consume and use here, we buy from Russia. <sighs> and even currently in the state of this war, even though there are sanctions in place for other shit, they have not found a way to not buy oil from Russia. So that there's that. So they're getting financing either way. Hey, so man. whatever. Whatever they say the beef is, I'm hey, you buy what you want to buy. You know what I'm saying? You purchase whatever they sell and that's your thing. But just use little critical thinking skills and look at everything from a larger perspective. And you see who whose side, you know what I'm saying, is on is a little bit more on the on the even playing field. You know what I'm saying? And then the other part is uh I think China owns 40% of the US debt. Yep. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of shit to look at, you know, when people are talking about, you know, fuck Russia and fuck all this and fuck all that and fuck China. Be careful what you're saying, man. It might, be your, might be your daddy tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there are people that are that own the factories and, and the jobs that, you know, that, that some of us have <clears throat> in the banks and the land. So it's, it's a lot. To, it's a lot out there going on that we don't understand because we don't we don't get the full scope we don't get to hear what's going on in a, in a war room or in a, a negotiation rooms we don't get to hear this shit all we hear is the entertaining shit. everything is all about headlines yeah. a good headline you're not gonna hear about it and the only re- only reason i you know went in into that is because i saw one of the the generals or the majors of the army saying you know we will not take threats lightly and this that and the third i'm like fam when was when did we ever go to war with uh Russia? Ever? We were always on the cusp, never direct, never a real nothing, no real conflict. It's always been like, oh, the, oh, we're in a standoff, or it's some 
Or they're talking about firing off nukes. So we yeah. got to keep our finger on the button. All that old goof, all that spooky shit. Yeah. But no, no real conflict. And I think I think that that there's a there's a reason why. I think there's a real reason why that hasn't happened. Uh, and also with China, I, I think China's supposed to be their partner or some shit like that. They share the same values, I know. Yeah. So you know, you got to be careful. Yeah, it's just, and I'm not here to try to dis- disseminate any any you know what I'm saying inaccurate information but i do speak from the perspective of somebody who's been following it a little bit closely and, and you know what I'm saying just watching and reading a little bit and trying to see what what makes sense to me outside of what what's being said you know what i'm saying all i'm saying is keep an eye on the ball you know what i'm saying it's a three car money game happening right now mm. you know what i'm saying keep an eye on it you know what yeah, i'm saying they just... say most of the bitcoin most of the bitcoin is owned in russia that's another thing you know what i'm saying so if you invest in Bitcoin, that's something to keep an eye on. It's a, it's a lot to take in, man. You got to be aware of this type of shit. But, you know, if you're one of those type of people that's just going to believe what they tell you to believe, then, you know, there's that. There's that. I mean, there, also, it's like it's, the way I view it, bro, is like because there is no pure, accurate source of information other than the source of mm-hmm. the information, you got to piece it together. You got to You got to be discerning and you got to piece it together because I don't have a, I don't have any ties and any connection to any high up officials in any one of these nations or any one of these governments, but I do see things and I always try to strip it down to its most base components, the most important pieces. And then I build it back up, removing all the, the fluff. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we are, we're very proud patriotic nation this is this nation is very proud and patriotic for whatever fucking reason this is just what it is they've promoted it for years so you get once you strip away all the pride and the patriotism from every news story and you look at the basics of it then you start to see see a few things every story going to be sold to you on the on the premise that we're great and everybody else is bad yeah yeah it's it's uh throwing rocks and hiding your hands or 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 that narcissistic attitude is like, I didn't do nothing wrong when you're actually the whole it's like problem. A, it's like an abusive partner, like being in an abusive relationship. The motherfucker that's beating your ass, I was gonna make you feel like you had it coming. Yeah, and then tell you we love you later on. Yep. So so if that's what you're fucking with, then you know, it is the, what, it, what it is. Have you seen these clips lately of uh, the Africans or black people that are in Ukraine that can't get out? They're not letting them get on the trains or the planes and things like that. Yeah, they're denying them access. They're not. They're not priorities. Yeah, and then telling them that they uh, that they want them to go fight in the war. You gonna keep me from getting the fuck up out of here to, to deal with some shit that ain't mine? And now you want me to go fight in the war that ain't mine either. You know why that happens though, right? Because in most cases, in a lot of these cases, yeah, they, they get to study abroad. They go across the globe and get the education and stuff like that. But a lot of those nations don't hold any real power in the UK. I mean, not in the UK, in the United Nations. Most of them don't have real, you know what I'm saying? If you got somebody who actually can stand up, same, like, it's like having fucking a lobby in, in Congress. Like if you got, like the, the if you're, uh, uh, I don't want to like say any specific uh, demographic, but if you're part of this community and, it's, and you feel disenfranchised or you feel disrespected for any reason, you can you can go talk to your representative and your representative is gonna raise hell about what it is you feel is disrespectful. And then now that that entity that disrespected has to pay a penance for that. 
Yeah, it's like having your own embassy or ambassador, and they don't and have. What I think if they do have an embassy or an ambassador, they don't hold any real weight. You know, real. Power. Nah, they you know can't. They no, there's no, there's nothing those nations can can levy against the Ukraine for what's happening because they can always point to the fact that hey, we are at war right now, and these people are not my priority. My people are my priority, and then it's like, well, that's that's inhumane, but you got a point. You know what I'm saying? That's how they're gonna look at it. Plus, they're talking about joining the fucking uh, the the European Union or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be backed by the UK. The most I know about it is that all of that was Russia, and then Belarus and Ukraine uh, decided to divide uh, divide or separate from what was going on because they wanted to be a part of NATO. That's the most I know. Right. That's after, all I know. After the USSR, uh, after the USSR came to an end, that's when all of that division started to happen. Mm-hmm. And then Russia felt some type of way or they, they didn't like what was going on. I should say not some type of way. They didn't like what was going on. And for years, they have been trying to uh, cause a situation. Such as what's happening right now. So I guess they got their wish. I don't I don't know who's at fault for what, but I'm not a person that's, that believes in just fucking with people. Um, I, I'm one of those guys that grew up on. um find a bully whoop the bully you know what i mean right um but if that's the situation i hope people get what they got coming to them but if it's not man i wish people the best i hope hope, i hope it works out and i hope that peace is restored because i don't i I, again i'm viewing it from like a pragmatic standpoint i'm looking at it from like uh imagine like uh when beat when it was BGDN right before it kind of split off into BD GDN blah blah blah, and they now they split off into these smaller factions. You know what I'm saying? It's like they you waving the GD flag or you part you you still have some of the co- the cultures, some of the culture and some of the uh you, you still maintain some of the tenets of what the the old nation is, and you next door and I hear that you got this going on. You trying to join the the set that we oppose. Like, nigga, you either with us or you're not with us. That's how I view it from a gang standpoint. I view it like uh, Russia would be the core and all the nations that splintered off from it. I don't know what kind of deal they had. I don't know I don't know what kind of pact they had or whatever. But for Ukraine to be seeking to join the European Union might have been a very, it might have been a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can, I view that kind of like how when it with, uh, Texas is always talking about defection. Uh, Florida is always talking about defecting. You know what I'm saying? It's like if if Texas were to defect, and they decide they're gonna go ahead and start their own their own nation or whatever, now they now they're a nation between the United States and Mexico, right? And they allow certain stuff to happen in their nation that the rest of the United States don't really adhere to. And United States come to see them. How the world gonna view that? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like from that angle, like what if Texas breaks away from the United States and says, uh, all right, we're our own nation, but we want to kind of like, we want to join Cuba. The United States, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? That wasn't part of the deal, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? You just said you want to be, be on your own. All right, now you want to you pair up with my, my ops? You know what I'm saying? 
That's just how I view it. But you know, I might be wrong. It's just it's just the way all the pieces and stuff seem to be falling. Yeah, apart. that's all. I mean, like we shit. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on, man, with these people when they talking about going to war. And then on top of that, you know what what is actually in it for me during the course of these transactions and fallouts. They talking about a situation. They, shit, they may end up in another situation like Chernobyl, bro. Shit, they just they Russia just took Chernobyl. Really? Yeah, they took that shit a couple about three, four days ago. But shit, I mean, you can't do nothing with it for the next fifty thousand years. Shit, I think it's something to it. I think it's something to it, bro. I think that there's something because I know that uh that plutonium is still rich. You know what I'm saying that uranium, that's what it is. That uranium, yeah, rich. You know a lot of it, a lot of it hasn't been detonated, and it might be something to that, bro. Yeah, saying you don't just take a otherwise, it's a vast wasteland. What's the value in taking on vast wasteland unless there's something there? Bong bong, that's the other part about it, right? Yeah, don't know, don't nobody fight over wastelands, exactly. Never heard of that one, never. That's why I looked at it from, you know what I'm saying? Once I saw that they took Chernobyl, I was like, ah, it's a bigger game at play here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even know that until you just said that. Yeah. Well, there, there goes more, more hints to it. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and end it here, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate uh, Santana De Niro for jumping on us. That is the owner or proprietor of RapCapAndKicks.com. He cut out. I think he was having a problem with his service, but we appreciate him jumping on. Right. Six, six, anything else you want to say? Nah, man, I appreciate him dro- dropping through, you know what I'm saying, giving us some insight on the brand and, and what we see happening, you know what I'm saying, for the future of Chicago's uh, hip-hop and, you know, just the culture in, in general. Absolutely. Um, and we will try to get him back on here uh, sometime soon. Uh and that'll do it for us. Remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in a driver's seat when it's taken. We are out of this B-I-H. Yes, sir.